Yo, what's going on, Karen? Yo, yo. Just Melrosing along. Melrosing. Here we go. We're in Unpleasantville. We, we sure are. <laughs> well, yes, yes, we are. Um, yes, yeah, season seven, episode twenty-seven, which means I think we have like nine episodes or so left, forever, and then we're done. Then we're I mean, that, that's really that's really kind of wild, right? Like, when we think about how long we've been. Yeah, when when all is said and done, this will have been like a six-year mission for us. Jesus Christ, that's longer than most people's relationships. Yeah. Look at us, we've stood the test of time. (laughs) Yeah, this is like gold. I know. (laughs) Oh my God, our relationship has been longer than anybody's on Melrose Place. (laughs) For sure, time's like a (laughs) hundred. So I don't know general general thoughts on this episode. It was meh. Yeah, it was like stupid, and yet I kind it kind of won me over. Yeah, because once again, I feel I feel like we finally got like forward motion with some of these storylines. Yeah, lines, and not right? only that, yeah, you can see like like we've seen in the past when they like kind of kick off like the last storyline of the season. You could feel like now they're making like a mad dash to like. Yeah wrap up the show in some way with, with what based on what they have on the canvas which isn't great um you can see like th- the writers are somehow starting to look at the show from like a macro level as they try and end it which doesn't mean we still don't have dumb stories going on with people in the present but by the end i felt like a a, a ping of like wistfulness I would agree. I would agree. Um, I, I think I felt that ping, um, like, in my foot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it just barely uh, worked its way in. Yeah. Like... Well, and, like, and here's the other thing. Because it really isn't earned. But they're doing it anyway. They're trying for something. Yeah. And we um, had, like, so a little... I, like, can see them, I can see them trying. Yeah. And they had, like, the little flashback we'll get to. And, you know, they had these, like, they peppered it. With a couple of um, they, they totally, and we will, yeah, we will get bit. to that because those are probably for me the highlights of the episode. Right. So they, they kind of peppered the episode a bit with the, with these um, these moments. Um, they have introduced a new wrench in the storylines uh, in one of the storylines mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. or a couple, and they also have seemed to, in a very Melroseian way, fixed the issue of the hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so. yeah i i can say it has been addressed yeah so, <laughs> so it was kind of nice to see them actually like going oh we're gonna wrap up this storyline and here's how we're gonna do it even though it was completely hack but at least they did it yeah that they did yeah so all right so uh, let's dive in unpleasantville by the way for those who don't know is a take on a film that had come out that year that I happen to be a big fan of called Pleasantville. I cannot believe that that film is that old. Yeah. It's so wild to think about that, right? Yeah. It's crazy. I do that sort of math more and more. Where I'm like, that was 30 years ago now. That was 25 years ago. That was 27 years ago. I was like, wow. I know. We're getting old, babe. Wild. So (laughs) getting, yeah. (laughs) Oh, please. (laughs) Um, so, okay. We begin 
uh, with Lexi. Um, so she comes in to see Dr. Visconti because she's now seeing him since he told her that she might need to work on herself uh, when he saw her in the last episode at uh, Kyle's or the upstairs, whichever one. Upstairs or downstairs. I Wherever we are these days. Um, and she comes in with like a matrix like a pleather jacket um, and starts going into her like tirade defending her uh, future actions because she says that Ryan is her Mr. Right and she plans to break up Ryan and Megan and she says that she won't even feel guilty and Dr. Visconti even is like Megan's Ryan um, <laughs> which is really cute um, and and she's like yeah this is who he is so and now I know it so I'm going to use it and make him mine and I don't even have to feel bad and he's um, she says it sounds like commitment phobia and he's like well we use these words very carefully around here. And then she's like, I have to leave. And he goes, your time isn't up yet. And she's like, no, I've, I've got to go. Yeah. It was, it was, that, that was all very weird. And so once it's like, they're using Dr. Visconti to just, I don't know. It wasn't even like to move this along because we've known all along. That she's this established is like, what her yeah, MO is. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like, we, we, so I don't quite, unless this is just like to, bring us back around to like remember this is going on you know like a sort of like a little bit of an info dump yeah and also i think in the old days the soaps were used to doing that where they had to repeat things because people weren't necessarily watching every day or every week okay got so it. maybe here's just a little catch-up um or maybe they were like we need another scene with her um maybe a little of uh of both and oh by the way and it starts in this scene it's pouring um and it continues to be. We go to Melrose and pouring and Amanda and Kyle are back together and they're in bed, but they're interrupted because the roof is leaking. And so this is funny because Amanda's like, I'm going to kill Michael Mancini. He seduced <laughs> Megan on the roof and then they fell in and, and, and now, now my roof um, is leaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course it extends beyond Michael because as we're about to find out, everything is going wrong at once in Melrose place. Basically she's a slumlord. Now, oh yeah, out of nowhere, yeah. like, everything is going wrong. Um, um, and meanwhile, Kyle is, like, trying to reassure Amanda. He's positive. It's important to say, like, he really does seem to have, like, started a new chapter, turned a new page, whatever the metaphor. Um, and then there's knocking on the door. And first it's Michael with his own com list of complaints about things that aren't working in the building. And then Megan comes by because I think her pipes have burst. Um, and then Peter and Eve come up together because the heat isn't working. I don't know. I guess this was like March, but and maybe filmed earlier in winter. I don't know how often you turn on the heat in an LA apartment, but I guess it's something they should be able to do. Yeah, and like um, Peter makes a crack about how it's how how it's colder between her and Eve than it is in their apartment. And I'm like, you're you're not in Vermont. Like you're yeah. fine. Stop. Yeah, what <laughs> you're basically saying is that Amanda. So yes, Amanda's still being very cold to Eve, and I don't blame her because Eve is the reason that Amanda lost her baby, uh, or a reason. Um, and, but I'm like, what you're really saying to Amanda is like, she's being lukewarm. Yeah. Like, like she's being like 68%. She's being 60 frigid. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Peter, give Amanda time. Um, and so now Amanda has all this stuff happening in her life and she's just like healed this rift with Kyle. And now it, it looks like her. Uh, ownership of Melrose is biting her in the butt. Yeah, about um, time. For real. For real. Um, 
and there's something I do want to get to that's like not fully addressed to my satisfaction, but thrown out there briefly. I'll get to it. Okay. Um, after the credits, we have a like as the like the opening scroll runs. It's Amanda and Kyle sort of frolicking on the beach, but it's winter, so like they're dressed and he's wearing a jacket and like I'm pretty sure he bought his whole outfit or the costume supervisor bought the whole outfit at structure back then um oh my god i forgot about structure well watch this episode and you will remember that's hilarious uh and kyle sort of apologizes again to amanda and he says like they will have their family and she says she wants that but she wants them to take their time and they're like kind of back in where they were at the beginning of the season where they're like trying to be very pragmatic about being adults and expanding their family and taking care of expenses blah 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 Right. Um, and Lexi comes knocking on Megan's door, even though Lexi lives probably nowhere near Melrose Place. She shows there shows up there a lot, know, and, and like at early lot. and late times. Um, and Megan can't find her pumps. Um, and uh, there's like a contractor who's inspecting. I don't know if it's just hers or all of the apartments in the complex. And his name is Doug. Um, and he's basically like, this building is horrible. Um. And then Ryan shows up in Megan's apartment with the pumps. Um, and while Megan's sort of distracted with uh, the contractor, Lexi is like just outright talking about her night with Ryan and Cabo. Um, so that should Megan have been listening, she could have heard. Yeah. And Ryan's like, cool it. And Lexi's then like Megan shows up and Lexi's on her way out. And she's like, you guys should really move in together already. And it's kind of funny because she's like, why should you both be paying rent to Amanda? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to live in this shithole. Yeah. Which is like, not true, not untrue, but but uh, Lexi, you don't have any legs to stand on. Um, and Ryan tells her to back off. And Megan is kind of like, how could you do that? Um, and uh, then there's this whole extended metaphor spiel where Lexi is like, he is top sirloin and you need to reel him in and like various takes on him being a catch, but also him being meat. And it's dumb. Yeah, the whole thing is stupid, but yeah. yeah. So Jane had bought back the beach house that was Kimberly's and then was Michael's because her father footed the money or whatever. Um, so she's moving into the beach house now. And this guy, like a kind of like, I guess we'd call him now just a mediocre white guy neighbor drops by to immediately hit on Jane. And he's like a real dumbass about it. Yeah, he is. Um, and then Jane is like talking to the movers inside the house and Amanda comes by, but it's not really a friendly visit. She's like, I need you to run all these numbers and make this account happen. Um, because it sounds like Ryan let everything fall through the cracks while she was in the hospital. Ryan, who has no experience running an agency, but who she had promised to bequeath the agency to when she left it to right. expand her family. Right. Ryan she... seemed to not even be able to handle it for three days. Meanwhile, Jane was like, I thought you said I could have these days off for the move. And she's like, well, you can't. So deal with these clients. You can't. Now you have to pay for this house. So yeah. 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 Don't get fired. Yeah. Um, and then there's... I was going to say there's a crisis at Wilshire Memorial, but there's actually two crises going on at Wilshire Memorial because there's some there's some big accident or whatever. There's a huge amount of um, patients that are being brought in. Um, and the other big problem is 
Dr. Shulman is back. She's the Remember one who was in season five. Yeah. So when she and Peter were really gunning to both be the chief resident position, and that's when Michael colluded with Taylor for the whole rage epilepsy thing. But before that, Taylor ended up getting together with Peter because she gave him what he needed, which was blackmail because Dr. Shulman was caught cheating on her husband. Um, so Dr. Shulman is basically back to be awful and return the favor because she's still bitter and spiteful against Peter. And she's about to walk into a bunch of good ammunition uh, on her end. My thing here is cool because we're at that point in the end of a series where we're able to bring back a recurring character from the past. But not cool because it's like this is all we get. Right. Um, and I think it's pretty much all we'll get till the end um but also cool because if you remember uh the actress uh day young who plays dr shulman is in that iconic scene in pretty woman when she goes big mistake huge so always have a soft spot for her even though this character blows yeah yeah and she's and she her thing is right now she's furious because most of these patients that michael and peter are treating and they like work on them all night are uninsured so yeah. she's livid about how much it is costing the hospital. Yeah, Forget so about first, do no harm. Yeah, she's she's basically like now this sort of hospital bean counter. Right, right. She didn't she didn't like leave the world of the hospital. She just left our world because yeah. her contract was up, and now she's back. And now she's back. So, but I mean, it was a bonding moment between Peter and Michael because they stepped up as you know upholding as, doc- their as good doctors as, as yeah. good doctors we're saving everybody we can and i always like it when michael is like a good doctor like i just always yeah. like those moments because we when never it's not even right. because the thing is like yeah. that's sort of uncontested right like michael is a jerk and michael has even tried to like bilk and hurt the hospital but when it comes to it like he is a good doctor yeah and i like when we see those moments i do too and then we get our musical guest of the night. Um, <laughs> it's a real, like, late 90s band called Swirl 360. <laughs> I'd never heard of them before. Well, I haven't either. And then I realized as they're playing the background in their first scene, I do know one of their songs. Really? The I, didn't admit, playing, I didn't admit. Yeah, I didn't. so they're performing at Kyle's, and Eve is on a payphone talking to Jackie. So Jackie's back. Um, that's Karen Parsons, Karen a.k.a. Parsons. Hillary yeah. Banks. And she... I thought we may have seen the last of her last week she's back and i guess what we don't see prior to this phone call is that jackie has called her trying to reach eve because stuff is going wrong her face like she's in tears the makeup is running we don't know what her problem is but she is in trouble um but while that conversation is happening i'm hearing in the background a song called candy in the sun which i realize is in on the soundtrack which i had listened to and in the ad for this movie never been kissed with drew barrymore i love that movie i don't remember that song um i remember it from like listening to like pandora or whatever the pre-pandora thing was at the time it it had come up and um and i remembered it also from from the ad anyway that's actually really cute wouldn't that be oh my god napster there was something else because it wasn't napster i remember like in 2001 i was listening to it when i was at work and I don't think it was Pandora because I think Pandora really came about like mid late two thousands, so it had to. But it was essentially the same thing. It was like an internet radio random playlist thing. Okay. So, but it wasn't Napster because I actually never did Napster. Um, 
but something that descended from it. Anyway, Swirl 360, Candy in the Sun, and they were never heard from again. <laughs> um, also, that reminds me, so that band that Kyle brought back from New York finally just like went by the wayside we never heard from them again and the guy who tried to rape amanda like that never comes up again no no gone okay we're done um so but eve does have a conversation with kyle about their business together and kyle is team amanda as am i and he's you know eve apologizes and kyle's like yeah but i think you should start looking to perform elsewhere which not wrong yeah we don't she doesn't need to perform ever again is that your yes. um, judgment? Yeah, yeah I, I would yeah. agree. Yes. Um, and then Amanda and Kyle are back at their dream house or the structure, the bare bones of their dream house. And, you know, they want to move out of Melrose as soon as possible because it is all but a sinking ship at this point. Like it is has done everything but just like combust into the pool. And the contractor with them is like, yeah. I'd say you have another 10 months to a year before you can move in. And they're like shocked and appalled that it's going to take that long. And not mentioning that like Kyle burnt it down. Like they had made good progress and then they regressed because Kyle himself (laughs) is the one who set it on fire. But that's okay. They, they sort of fall by the wayside, but then Kyle is like inspired and then he becomes Mr. Architect and he's starting to envision how they can do things and speed it along and, and where everything's going to be when it's all said and done. Again, turning over a new leaf, finding a new career path for himself. I'm not even sure what I'd call his old career path. Like a chef A&R guy? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And doesn't Amanda look kind of disgusted when he's like nailing the like putting the nail in the in the frame in the in the like she was looking at him like yeah oh yeah kind of, yeah but I think it's more like like when the husband just starts acting like a kid oh. I think I think she's like just stop like ugh, just stop as opposed to anything else like okay. that she could see happening because I think I like I I think she's like she's like I thought I was marrying a chef yeah I feel like she probably has had that thought a few times. Yeah. Um, so this is a part of what you were talking about. Peter and Michael emerge from their surgeries. Like I said, they took all night. Um, and, you know, Michael was waxing philosophical about, you know, the medical profession. And Peter starts thinking about his old man. And he's like, he had no insurance. And uh, maybe things would have been different if he did. It's like, you know, more retconning with poor, poor Peter Burns. Um And Eve has been asleep on his office couch. Um, They ask about Kyle, and and she's kind of like, I think I'm going to move on. Um, But then Dr. Shulman comes in to reprimand Peter. She's like, you cost the hospital more than $100,000. And and he's like, these people needed our help. And she goes, oh, yeah? And she brings up the medevac helicopter that that Peter got Amanda to meet Kyle at in the last episode. Um, Not wrong. And, uh, and then she brings up Michael's lawsuit, which caused the hospital. And it's like, yes, I see your points here. They should be fired. Alyssa shouted that to the TV. They should be fired. She's not wrong. <laughs> um, in fact, my note is she's bitter and petty, but not wrong. Um, and then so Amanda is back at Melrose and the contractor can't sign off on the roof repair because the whole uh, building is not up to code. 
so she tries to grease his palms with like a hundred dollars and he's like, no, and I can report you for that. And she was like, Oh no, I was uh, just being hypothetical. Um, so things really aren't going Amanda's way right now. Um, and so here's the thing. Does that mean they just like repaired the building with spit and cement after Kimberly bombed it? I guess so. I guess it was never up to code I after, guess so. after it was brought to burnt to smithereens after it was it was rubble yeah and then they rebuilt it but i guess because we saw them they spent like a good six or eight episodes rebuilding that and being like conscious uh and uh, with like the continuity of like no the apartment can't be ready yet some of these people have to be displaced blah 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 um but i guess um i I guess guess those six episodes time was was not enough so amanda you reap what you sow um we're back at kyle's now there's more swirl 360 megan shows up michael was there she says she's looking for ryan and michael starts asking and teasing about ryan but megan is just laughing megan is like completely uh like enraptured by michael's dumb jokes at this point um then ryan shows up and he sees them so he tells michael to back off um and Michael says something about like, hey, do you remember how we met? Like when he first met Megan, I saw her jogging on the beach, mm. not mentioning like that Kimberly was paying her. Um, <laughs> and then like a, like a vampire at a thin air, Lexi shows up um, and pulls Michael away. They're dancing together on the floor and she tells him to leave them alone. And um, there's like kind of a nasty vibe between Michael and Lexi because he doesn't really like what she's putting out there. And I'm team Michael because I don't like Lexi either. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a, and there will be more of that this episode. Oh yes. We're not done with Lexi and Michael. No. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Peter and Eve are talking and he says she doesn't need Amanda or Kyle. And she says she's having a hard time. She reflects back on when they were like, junior high i think not even high school she goes you know like she let me share her life i was so busy being grateful i didn't realize how jealous i was and then that conversation is interrupted because jackie comes knocking at their door and comes in not clear what has happened has she been beat up has something else gone on but she collapses once eve opens the door so peter calls an ambulance And then Amanda shows up at the hospital next day. Peter has apparently called and left a message asking if she could come and like have breakfast with him. And she came running um, dressed like she was, by the way, season two, season three. We're back with like the blazer short skirt look. Yeah. The hair is different, but the costumes back to like the good old days. Um, and what she sees right through it because Jackie is in her room and Eva's with her. Peter is like, Eva's here, so can't you guys talk and bury the hatchet? And she goes, no. She crossed the line. She wanted to hurt me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and and then I think her name is Nurse Dana, a new-ish nurse for us, says that the auditors have shown up for a surprise audit, which is basically like what all the audits are, but okay. Um and, and we and go the nurses in, now all the time. We, yeah. We go into uh one of the offices and there's a bunch of stuffy people checking all these files and uh you know, uh oh, the Children's Foundation, Michael, he says something like, Are you auditing every last penny of every hospital account? So 
Michael's about to reach for the fire alarm to interrupt them. Uh, and Peter tells him to stop it. And this is what we were saying. He tells Michael that he paid back all the money that Michael stole. Um, because he didn't want to raise any flags that Dr. Shulman would use to penalize him. He's like, don't hug me, Michael. God. Um, what, I mean, where did where did Peter get all this money? Like, like that's what that's how my ghost. So he had a hundred thousand spare dollars. Yeah. Like, wasn't he like not loaded at one point? Like, wasn't this a thing where Peter was kind of broke? It was a thing. Going back like two years again, because um, it was after he was institutionalized by Betsy Kimberly. Um, and that was part of what led him and Amanda to get divorced because he, like, couldn't work and couldn't get patients and right. was really struggling and was, like, also needed money. And now it's like, you know, he had all that money to pay James Ferentino to kidnap Amanda, which, by the way, I do think we have just forgotten about. Um, like, the money thing doesn't really seem to be an issue, which also, like, Eve, just enjoy it if this is the case. And also, right. if this is the case, Peter, move. You can yeah. do better than Melrose Place. Yeah. You can yeah. you can have working heat wherever you want somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, really. Um, also, Peter's hair is back to looking pretty good. It's like oh. moved past like the Gwyneth haircut again. Oh. Um, so basically, yes, Michael somehow will have to pay Peter back for all this, but he's kind of gotten away for with everything now. Um, but Peter's not out of the woods with Doctor Shulman because she happens to overhear. Jackie and Eve talking in uh, Jackie's recovery room. So now she knows that Peter's wife is an ex-con and was charged with murder. Um, and then she like shows her hand because she comes right into the room, basically like declares it like a villain. She's like, now I know your secret and I'm going to use it against Peter. Thank you. <laughs> and she, goodbye. And then she twirls her mustache. and yeah. Basically, this is the kind of character a show like this would introduce just to kill off. Right. Because like they can they they only pose a threat and they are completely dispensable, um, and and it gets even better because of course Jackie is also uninsured, so yeah Eve that's says, the other part of it yeah. yeah so Eve says don't worry I'm gonna take care of her and Jackie goes let me handle it, um, and then we go to Megan Megan is at work and she's working on this wedding campaign so she's looking at a photo of a, a model groom and a model bride and she pictures herself and Ryan as the bride and groom um, but then Michael comes in and kind of like ruins the reverie so what uh, he doesn't know this but Jane is having a house party and Michael's not invited and then Lexi shows up so Michael leaves and this is another scene of them kind of snarling at one another and me being team Michael throughout um, and Lexi again pushes Megan to marry Ryan and not miss her opportunity. Um, and the storyline, while not frustrating, is dumb. But but it's going to turn a corner soon. Um, and Eve comes to Peter in the hospital because Jackie is gone. And she also tells him everything that Dr. Shulman had heard and then that she had said to them. So now, oh no, where's Jackie? Um, before that, we go to Jane's housewarming. It is her, Amanda, Kyle, and Ryan and Megan. Um, they're talking, and it's funny because they're like talking some meta business about Melrose Place. They're talking about how everyone knows everyone else's business. Um, and then Jane ha mentions that the previous owner added a bedroom 
yeah. to the house. It's like, when did this happen? Because I would check to see if that's up to code too. Yeah. I mean, you and Michael left the beach house seven minutes ago, and it's already been sold and like then resold by someone who built an extra bedroom. Sold and renovated and extended and yeah. Yeah. Um. And and Kyle now says he wants to put the club on the back burner and and work more with his hands. Um, and Amanda is like not really focused on that because she tells Ryan that like he needs to work on giving her the numbers she needs for for something because we're gonna get to the numbers and it doesn't really sound like it requires much like experience or digging, but but we'll get there. Um, and Peter is now leaving the hospital at night and in the parking lot, he sees Jackie pull a gun on Dr. Shulman and he tries to stop her, but she says she can't. So she steals Dr. Shulman's car and drives away. Dr. Shulman, of course, not even thankful. Um, and she says something like, is that how you met your wife? She steal your Beamer? I'm going to bury you. So she's like as mustache twirling a villain as we can get. Like, I really want something bad to happen to her. Yeah, so now is this it for um uh uh for the doctor? Uh no, the for Jackie. Um, for Jackie. Well, I think this episode is it, but we're not done with her. Oh. Don't forget, something else is coming. Okay. We'll get to that soonish. Um before that, Michael is now at Kyle's and Swirl 360 is playing and uh, like a vampire again. Lexi shows up. Um, and they like have at each other again. She calls him a loser at love and he goes through his full marital history and like it's revisionist history because somehow he makes himself the victim of of like everything that happened between like Jane and, and Kimberly and then um Megan. Uh like there's no accountability on his end. Absolutely um, not. Uh, and when they get to Megan, she goes, well, that's not going to happen because um, Ryan and Megan are going to get married. So, like, don't you think that you have a chance with Megan again? But Ryan mm-hmm. and Megan are, like, taking a walk on the beach. Uh, I guess it's they, like, excuse themselves from Jane's house so Kyle could take some measurements. I don't know. Um, and, you know... She says uh, she was thinking about it and she doesn't want to live alone anymore. And, you know, she mentions something about commitment and he says, please don't ruin everything. And so here we are. We think here it goes. Yeah, I I was like, oh, and she's rightly pissed. And she goes, I thought we were on the same page. And he says, yes, but I want to do the asking. And then he proposes. Yeah. Now, this is where we have to point out that Lexi's theory is that the woman has to do the it's asking. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like a witch's spell. Yeah. The theory is that the woman proposes and it scares Ryan away. But now Ryan has turned the tables by doing the proposing. And she says yes, of course. Um, so what's going to happen What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, Peter comes home later from the police. He says no one knows where Jackie is. But he says he's not going to let Eve bring any shame on him, and he will tell everyone how much he loves her. Just like Peter is being way too good to Eve now, as far as I am concerned. Um, So it's the next morning, and Megan calls Lexi and tells her the news. And (laughs) strict strict interpretationist that uh, Lexi is, she's like, that's not right. Um, (laughs) You did it wrong. (laughs) 
But then we start to see cracks in the the whole mm-hmm. situation because Ryan is packing, saying something came up and he's got to go to New York for a few days. So we're thinking, oh, I guess it's a random Amanda Woodward advertising work trip. Um, and he's packing and he's packing like a bunch of t-shirts and tube socks. Like, what kind of work trip could this possibly even be? Um, so, Megan's like, Lexi, I gotta call you back. Ryan's leaving. So, Lexi thinks this has worked after all. And like a Disney villain, she's like looking at a framed photo of the two of them from Cabo, dead set on, on you know, getting what she wants. Um, and Megan is talking to Ryan and she says, I want a June wedding. And and uh, some kind of shower, and and then she says she wants to know if she's freaking him out, and he says no, I just got to go to New York, and he leaves, and on the way out, Amanda sees him, and, and <laughs> where are says, you going? Where? She's like, where are you going? And he goes, oh, uh, I had to take a couple personal days. So now we, the audience, really is wondering what is going on, but Amanda's freaking out because she's like, what about the figures I asked for? And these figures are like her own personal finance, and it's such basic advice about her investments it's you know it's like spend less save more he goes hold on to your building and and then hold out on moving into the dream house don't move until christmas time um and then like he heads out and like another piece of the building breaks behind her like the whole thing is like in a state of decay It's really great. It's like it, like one last week Melrose Place was fine. This week it's just crumbling to ash, all around her. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something metaphorical about there that the show will make more explicit pretty soon. Um, but meanwhile, Kyle is off helping Jane more. You know, like move in. I don't know if he's like assembling furniture or what. Um, but Those he's are at her the house. next steps. Oh, it's the deck steps? Yeah, they okay. were gonna she wanted deck steps to go down to the beach. So what were they doing before? Jumping? I like guess did they, they were have to jumping? walk all the way to the front and I don't then know. turn back around? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um and then that guy, Brad, the 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 jerky neighbor, shows up. They keep calling him, I think, Ben. No, Bob. Um and and he's like, he brings a kite. And he's like, I thought we could go flying this kite together. And Jane doesn't really know how to ward him off. So Kyle pretends to be her boyfriend. He's like, oh, didn't we have a good night of sex last night, Jane? I'm so glad uh, that we're together. Um, and so Brad takes the hint and Jane like quickly plays along with it. And it's a cute scene because if you remember, they were married then. Rob Estes and Josie Bissett. Oh, well, that changes everything it does make it it does seem different right yeah and now that they actually have kyle and jane interacting more it's nice because they were together um so eve comes home it's night now and uh, jackie finds her jackie has apparently just been hanging out right outside peter's apartment door and i guess hasn't been spotted by anybody i'm surprised the whole building didn't just cave in on her oh my god Um, i completely forgot that jackie came back okay yeah so this is but this really is her last scene um she tells eve that she can't hack it and that she belongs in prison um and she's already called the cops to haul her in so she surrenders herself and you know arms up she walks over to the cops and she's like what took you so long and she tells eve if dr shulman's looking for her car tell her it's the bottom of the ocean okay question Mm -hmm. when we first met um jackie just a week ago like a week ago she seemed to be doing fine yeah yeah she was quite well acclimated 
to everything. And in fact, far more sensible than Eve was at that point. Yeah. So this was a quick turnaround yeah. for her. This was a real, like, why even bother? Yeah. This was a real, what did you plan to do with her? Because we could have just as easily had Jackie be a one and done. And her purpose is just to tell yeah. Peter where yeah. Eve is and get Eve back together yeah. with Peter. And we never see her again. Yeah. Um, but no. And, you know, I guess maybe it's to plant a seed with Eve. Like, ooh, life is hard on the outside. Can you really hack it? But I don't really see any of that. It's uh-huh. it's just a waste. And it's also a waste because you could have really given Karen Parsons a nice recurring role. She would have done really well. For the yeah. record, she's completely not Hillary Banksian in either of the two episodes. It's almost like she's doing a show in rep because she's playing two completely different characters in two completely different consecutive episodes here. And I think selling them both really well. So yeah. good on you, Karen Parsons. Yes. Um, and then we're, now we're on the East Coast. We're in Poughkeepsie. Ryan is at a convent where they seem to know him. And he says something about how he's here to see Sarah. And you start wondering, what is going on? Who is this Sarah? And they open a door to see a girl sleeping. And it's his daughter. Ryan has a daughter who is, for some reason, being taken care of in a convent on the East Coast. That no one knows about. Nope. Um, and that's not even where we end the episode. That's not even like our big gotcha twist here. Um, so then Amanda is like sitting on the steps leading up to her apartment. And here's the flashback you teased before. Um, we see the end of like the season one finale when she, with Palmer, her dad, announced that she was buying the building. And it's great because it's the way they have cut it. We have Billy and Allison walking back into the building because she's the one who delivers the news to them. And we have Andrew Shue doing like his like stupidest duck face smirk, <laughs> like his like signature. I'm so stupid. I don't even know how to make a face on camera thing. It's just great. Um, and, you know, we have an Allison saying like, like in shock, you bought it. And I have to say, like, just watching Courtney Thornsmith's line delivery reminds me of what's missing from almost everyone in the cast. Who's like so rote here and like yeah. so, so much less invested in doing anything with a character at this point. Kyle joins Amanda and she says that she's remembering and she's calling her acquisition of Melrose Place the big mistake. Um, <laughs> and then she's like... It's wrecked, it's wrecked our lives. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like... And the, the thing is, she's like, I was using it to get into everyone's lives. And it's like, I mean... Someone could stand back and say, yes, that's what Amanda is doing on this show. But that's not really what was happening. That's just how the show is being written. Um, And she's like, you'd think I'd have better memories. And she mentions, like, Brooke falling in the pool. and (laughs) Kimberly blowing the place (laughs) Yeah. And that's when they say, like, and that's when she's like, the building has possessed me and it is wrecking our dreams. Um, And I think she says it. I don't think it's Kyle. One of them says, like, it's time for us to put our careers in perspective and start living for each other. I mean, she's talking about, like, her running this, uh, like, like owning Melrose Place is like her, uh, like the animagical character in Tales of the City. The Armistead Maupin thing set in uh, San Fran at the height of gay culture that Olympia Dukakis played because they really did get in everyone's business and she was like a mama figure. This, and Melrose is not that. This is just 
Amanda owned the building and people came and went and at various points they all slept with each other. It's yeah. a little different. Yeah. Didn't very different. Very different. But anyway. Yeah. So then they're like, there's one thing left to do and they're looking for something. Um, uh, they go in the laundry room with the storage part of it and they, and then they finally put it up at the very um, end of the episode outside. They hang up a for sale sign that says eight units with pool. Um Hollywood West Realty. So so this is the show. It's starting its last dash toward the end and trying to establish some uh, means of closure. You know, it's it's like, oh, the show can't live anymore if Amanda Woodward is not a part of Melrose. So that is how we will kind of wrap things up. So I think the rest of all the episodes are going to be Amanda and Kyle planning to leave with whatever else happens in the interim. Okay. And more stuff will happen in the interim. Okay. Goodbye. Um, so, okay, because of like, because of the framing of Melrose Place as being both a building and also a metaphorical beast, um, you know, and the flashback and stuff like that. Okay. I got, I got a little, little, little bit wistful because they're putting some of some sort of wheels in motion. So I'll give them credit for that. Can't really forgive them for basically anything that Lexi has said or done or, um, or like really this seemingly stupid new Ryan twist. Okay. I agree. Oh, well, there we go. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm very curious to see where this, where everything wraps up. Because I honestly don't think with the exception of maybe Gilmore Girls, I've actually watched a show to the bitter end oh wow interesting even yeah. shows i have probably stopped watching i think i at least tuned in for the finale or final couple of episodes i mean well let me just rephrase that well, like breaking bad game of thrones like you know what i mean like that's the sort of like the one but the ones of that like, like were were taught were so taught like from yeah. start to end you never had a chance to be for them to lose you yeah this yeah this one but had like, so many changes along the yeah, way over seven yeah. years yeah but like, you know, Law and Order or um, ER or, you know, like shows like that, like you just peter off after a while. Yeah, totally. They go on so long. Yeah. Yeah. So and so this, I think, is going to be the first time that I've ever actually finished. Well, I'll say shows. this from memory. I would not look at it as instructional. I don't, um, think, <laughs> I don't think this season is going to go down in any list of like, this is how you wind down a show. But I feel like for st- like for for stamina purposes, I'm quite proud of myself. Oh yeah, you should. I mean, <laughs> you have maybe I have forced this, but uh, you have um, stuck with it. Yes. And you too. Kudos for you because like you did it twice. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't. I, I relived it, knowing the good and the bad. I know you knew what we were getting into, and you still did it. Yeah, well, there we go. That was the episode, guys. Um, curious to know what your thoughts are, and if you all have the stamina to see it through to the end as well. Not long now, man. There's light. There's the Home tunnel, stretch. and there's yep. light. We're, we're getting there. Absolutely. All right, you guys, be good. We're going to head on over to Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, we will see you next week right here back on the block. Bye. <laughs>